Carly Ray, uh, call me maybe, which, by the way, if you were a Rogers customer the other day, it was forget it. You're not able to call me at all. But there's good news for Rogers customers because apparently there's a refund coming your way. With more, here's our tech expert, Mark Saltzman, joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mark, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. Uh, good to chat with you. Thanks for having me back on. Well, uh, happy as always to have you here. Uh, what exactly are Rogers customers, Mark? What are they being promised? Well, a credit. Then they don't need to do anything, but I think they're just going to take, you know, the average cost of the bill, divide it into 30, <laughs> take a look at that one day of outage and, and give you a credit. And uh, that's, I think, all they're promising at this point. I hope they go a bit more, you know, above and beyond that. But at this point, they're saying they're just going to credit you for the outage that you shouldn't have to pay for a day where you had no calls, text or data. Uh, which makes sense. I mean, this happens on my, you know, my phone bill or my TV bill, my internet. If it's down, I always call my carrier at the end of the month when I get the bill and they say, okay, you know, how many days were you out? And they give you a credit. So that's all they're saying. It was a network error caused by their partner, Ericsson. They don't know exactly what happened. They're going to investigate. There's a full review planned. But, you know, in an era where many of us have canceled our landlines and uh, we're working from home, and for many cases, this, this was a, that was a tough day on Monday for many. Yeah. Do we know exactly what happened here? I mean, as you just mentioned, I don't think Rogers really has wrapped their head around it because uh, I was sort of drawing the comparison the other day to when, you know, my phone gets one of those, uh, oh, it's time for an update, software update. And I'm always so hesitant to do it because it turns out to be anything but an update. Usually it's a, it's a downgrade and there's bugs and all of a sudden my apps aren't working. <laughs> Well, just, you know, the way it works with the infrastructure and the towers and the services, they have partners and it, with Rogers, it's Ericsson with uh, Bell and TELUS, they have other hardware partners that are responsible for the infrastructure and the maintenance of, of all of these calls and handing it off from tower to tower. Uh, and then there's all the servers in the back end. They're, it's it's pretty complicated. Um, so they're, they're they're not saying anything more than they're, I guess they're just uh, you know throwing their partner Ericsson under the bus and saying it wasn't us. It was our our partner. They were doing a major upgrade, but they they said it was software based. Um, which complements the hardware, the towers for 4G and 5G and all that, but nothing more than that. I guess it'll all come out after that uh, that deep review that they're promising, uh, or it's lip service, and they just hope that they can get past this and they'll just uh, bite their lip and give everybody a credit as to how much. It, I think it's just going to depend on what you're already paying per month. And for those who take the time to actually complain uh, and pick up the phone or, you know, start that dialogue, it usually pays off. I always tell people do what, you know, nine out of 10 people won't do, which is actually call and complain, talk to, um, you know, uh, the loyalty department, and you, you'd be surprised how much they'll waive on your bill. All right. Meantime, switching gears here, Apple has announced a slew of new products, uh, new iPads, uh, Apple TVs, uh, something called uh, AirTag, which maybe we'll talk about. Is there something that really stood out uh, for you yesterday? Yeah. So it was their first look at new hardware for 2021. Uh, it was a, it was called Spring Forward. It was their big event yesterday. And um, yeah, so they I think there was a few highlights and you've touched on some of them. For one, I think the uh, iPad Pros looked really darn sweet. Um, if you do need a professional grade tablet for work or play, you have the budget for it because they're not cheap. But, uh, you know, I, I really do love my iPad. I got to say I'm a big reader and I love playing games on it. I, I watch videos on it. Um, not so much for creating content. It's more for consuming it. But uh, the Apple Pencil has sold pretty well for those who do want that extra dexterity. So the new iPad Pros have the new M1 chip. 
that Apple is has designed and manufactured themselves, which um, you know they've they've put in some of their Macs, including the new iMac, which was also unveiled yesterday. So this is, I think, a big deal because it's going to give people the performance that they want and the efficiency and the battery life. And then the screen on the 12.9 inch iPad Pro looked phenomenal, at least on in a virtual event. I always sort of hold my tongue until I see it in person, but they're they're saying instead of 70 odd mini LEDs behind the glass. It's now over 10,000 mini LEDs, just to put that into perspective. They call it a liquid retina XDR display. In plain English, the colors, the contrast, the brightness is supposed to be um, you know, top notch. And you'll have to pay for that privilege. It starts at $1,000 for the 11-inch the iPad. That's for an iPad. That's a lot of money. And then $1,400 for the 12.9-inch going. And, and 5G in some models as well. So that was a, call, a highlight for me, Jeff. Also, the new iMacs, as I mentioned, also powered by the new M1 chip from Apple. Uh, and they're super thin. These are desktop computers where the, the computer built in behind the 24 inch screen. So there's no tower or anything like that. And, uh, you know, 11 and a half millimeters thin. So as thin as like almost a uh, little bit thicker than an iPad air. Um, uh, yeah. I'm looking at a photo of it right, uh, of it right now. It's amazing just how thin this thing is. And they spent a lot of time on the engineering and what they were able to pack in there for things like things that we don't even think about like fan performance like how do you keep all those components cool without it being too loud yeah so they're saying the fans are less than 10 de decibels so the human ear won't likely hear it for most tasks if you're playing games or whatever that's a different story uh, but seven colors um you know so and again powered by that new chip a, a better quality web camera we're all doing zoom calls these days uh so starting at 15.99 for the uh, imac and then yeah let's end off on air tags uh, just before sorry we get to air tag yeah. and i uh, ask you about iMac because it's a real throwback, right? I mean, what's mm -hmm. old is new again. Uh, I mean, this is the computer I had in university, kind of, right. uh, I think, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s. It was one of my first computers, and it got me thinking uh, about uh, what was my true first computer, and uh, I think it was the uh, Commodore 64, really. Uh, well, there, <laughs> what what was your first there. computer? I'm always wow. interested to know what Mark Saltzman, what, what really got you into computing? Oh, wow. So I was a late bloomer. I grew up as a rocker, a drummer of a band. I was not into tech until uh, I was in my 20s, to be honest. Really? But I did have, yeah, I had an, I think I had like an IBM clone PC, like a 286, you know, a beige tower. Uh, it was just a, a knockoff Windows uh, kind of thing. It wasn't even a brand name, if I remember correctly. And then, yeah, and it wasn't until uh, I was 24 where I started writing reviews, um, you know, video game reviews, and I started getting into tech heavily. But no, I was a late bloomer, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you didn't <laughs> experience the, the Commodore 64 because uh, essentially this thing was, it was a box and it yeah. was like a typewriter plugged into a TV. <laughs> I remember my friends had it. It was a, it was a yeah. brown box. Yeah, we used to play like a load runner on it. Um, yeah, so uh, no, I, I didn't have uh, the Commodore 64 or the VIC-20 or the TI-99 or anything like that. Uh, it was a little bit later. It was like a, you know, a, a Windows machine. But yeah, you're right about the iMac. So that was the old, you know, all-in-one, let's call it, with, with some junk in the trunk. But now it's <laughs> super thin and, uh, you know, the, the screens look great. I mean, Apple did a really good job yesterday in selling their new hardware, I got to say. And I'm not an Apple fanboy. I like their products. I think they do a really good job on branding. But I was, I was really excited about some of those things yesterday. Okay, let's get to uh, AirTag uh, just finally yeah. here. What's that all about? Sure. So if your listeners are familiar with Tile, these are little plastic doohickeys 
that's a technical term right there <laughs> that you can attach to your backpack or your purse or your car keys and then use an app to find it. It makes it ring really loud. Um, so Apple has uh, taken a nod from Tile and uh, finally after like I'd say 18 months of rumors, finally unveiled their own AirTags, which is the same idea. It's a small little circular tag that helps you find your lost stuff, whether you use your voice through Siri or an app to find it and the, and the Find My application. Um, it's thir- they're going to be $39 each or a four pack for $129. And the idea is just, it just helps you with your everyday life. Just put them on everything, a dog collar or, you know, and if you're offline, um, it'll tell you, the, it'll show you on an app, the, uh, on an app or a map rather, the last known location before it got off the grid, but it'll use Bluetooth and stuff to, to make it ring loudly in case you need to find your your car keys, which happens a lot in this household. I was about to say, you know what? That is going to be the number one item for the AirTag right there are your house keys or your car keys, and you'll never ever again here in the house. Have you seen my keys? (laughs) Where's my keys? I I swear I left my keys right here. Where are they? (laughs) You know it. That sounds very familiar. I think you've been spending time in the Saltzman household as well. Yeah. Mark, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for the time today. Me too, Jeff. Cheers. All right. Stay well. There's tech expert Mark Saltzman.